I like that. Jimmy from NC. That's right. Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober.coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Good day, Glenn. How are you? Good day. Good evening. How you yeah, doing, good, Mikey? Good day. Good evening. Man, yeah, it's you... always great to jump in the coffee shop with you. I know it's good stuff. It's been a, it's been overly a week caffeinated. Or so. Yeah, it's been a week or so. Oh man, it's always I always love it. I always get value. Always explore things. I've never left the coffee shop without learning something. Yeah, it, never. There's a lot to learn from a lot of people. A lot of people have been. I, what I love about sobriety is that if you just pay attention to the people that have already kind of path forge the path in front of you really all you got to do is ask them what did they do you know mm-hmm. and if they just share that with you then you've got you got a roadmap all right so i'll put you on the spot here yeah go ahead if you could give one line to a sober curious person mm-hmm. what would you tell them one line i would say don't define yourself as an alcoholic ask yourself if not living without alcohol would make your life better. God, that was half a book. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a big index card, dude. <laughs> I should have said three by five instead of four by six. But I think it was one sentence. Right. It was one. Thank you. There Forgive might have been, yeah. yeah. been a comment It, it should have been sure. four sentences. But <laughs> mine, mine would be there is a solution. Oh, okay. That's a little bit of plagiarism, but okay, I like that. <laughs> Dude, I love you, man. You're great. You're great. All right. So, yeah, we got a table. We got a table for three. So, you know, love table for three. Yeah, this this coffee has been a long time coming. So, one of uh, one of our listeners at Sober Doc Coffee uh, reached out to us and said uh, some really nice things. I don't know if they were paid to say nice things, but they said really nice things about the show. And then they said. You know, I don't know if you'd ever, you know, have guests on. I, I've got a, a story. And, you know, it's other people's stories that get me to where I'm at today. I mean, I get my strength, my my strength and, and experience and hope from other people's stories. Well, Jimmy told a story to me and I said, we got to get you on the podcast because he was telling my story, but it was so uniquely his and it was peppered with so many, you know, I'm, I'm going to interrupt myself they say they say that the program is all about listening to other people's suggestions but never in a meeting have i said well i'm going to suggest you do this no one's ever said that to me what what happens is if you listen to their story if you listen to their life and the challenges they face if you listen they are suggesting to you how to how to overcome an obstacle in your life and that's what i heard from jimmy i heard I heard a, a, a man who's pieced together a couple days of sobriety. He's got an unbelievable story. He, you know, he's from the land of Bob Seger and Ted Nugent, um, which makes him a good guy in my book. And uh, so I thought I'd just get him on and and uh, we'll do a coffee for three and, and let Jimmy just share his story a little. Beautiful. Bit. Welcome, Jimmy. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you, fellas. Thank you. I want to start by saying that coffee is my last vice. <laughs> last God one. bless coffee. I take it I very seriously. <laughs> I love it. Cinnamon uh, toothpicks. I, I love 
Mike, your, 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 your comment about paying attention, if you just pay attention, it's really true. Uh, a, a, I had some, I was blessed with wise guys around me and uh, uh, I had been beat up enough that I actually surrendered. And I, I, no, I was given the gift of surrender in a spiritual moment in a dingy, dark uh, detox on a cold January night, January 7th, 1993, um, in Ypsilanti, Michigan, mm. what I like to call the end of the road. And uh, uh, those guys that surrounded me said some things to me, and I was very open. I had the gift had opened me up. And one of those things was you can always learn from anybody. Mm -hmm. You can learn what to do or you can learn what not to do. And those wise words stuck, but you got to pay attention. Right. So it gets back to your saying. Do you remember what they said or you just remember they said something? You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. was it the words or was the love in which they were delivered? Uh, truly the love. Um, I landed in this detox. It was attached. It was a social model, which is a fancy word for no medication. Mm. And I had a. I, hey, hey, Jimmy, I have done those. That is the most painful time of my life. Yeah. Oh yes. my gosh. Yes. Yes. I was, uh, what do they say, polysubstance addi uh, addicted. So uh, uh, alcohol, heroin, methadone, and Valium. I didn't sleep for eight nights. Um, I wouldn't uh, change a, uh, a, a minute of it now. Um, first thing that keeps me sober is I never want to go through that again. Amen. But there, there are many other things. Um, and, and that was attached to a six-month program that I went in. Just the old recovery house with some uh, great NA guys uh, as staff. I mean, a couple of them had master's degrees, but basically uh, a, a basic recovery house with some groups and a lot of meetings. We lived in a whole neighborhood with all sorts of meetings we could walk to. And, and that's what we do. And what I found in that area was just a whole bunch of guys that surrounded me and truly loved me before I could love myself. Mm. We've and heard that, that on a previous episode. I, I love that line. And that is such a, that is such a value delivery uh, of, of the program. It, it just, you know, because I wasn't loving myself when I came into this program. No. And, and they just kind of loved on me until I, I could figure out that I was worth loving. And at the same time, uh, this drop of grace, um, my nature probably coming into this world was, uh, oh, uh, 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 resistant to uh, uh, authority, let's say. I think there's a diagnosis, oppositional uh, resistance uh, syndrome or something like that. Um, I didn't take direction at all. I did not follow suggestions, um, et cetera, et cetera. And it was an astounding state to have all that leave and find myself completely open. So uh, though I, I did the work, I don't take credit for that gift. But in truth, I did absolutely everything they told me. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what assured me. I had actually, I guess I'll just tell it to you, um, uh, it's the third night in the detox. I am sick as a dog. It's a dingy little place in the back. There's another guy in there. He had gone through the program and then he had left and gone on a crack run. 
and he had a horrible cough from that. And he's in there and he's coughing, 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 very close and uh, unpleasant. And, and he keeps saying the same thing. He keeps saying in between hacking bouts, he keeps saying, I wanted, I just wanted to try it one more time. Hmm. And I'm sitting there and, you know, cough, cough, cough. I just want to try it one more time. And I would think to myself, why does he have to be here? And it happened and it happened. And all of a sudden there was a voice. I do believe it was a real voice. I do believe it was not the usual voice in my head. I have never been prone to the sort of diagnosis that create voices. And that voice asked me in a very soft but strong way a question. And the question was, what about it, Jimmy? Do you want to try it one more time? I was 39 years old. I was as beat down as can be. I was 130 pounds, uh, filled with despair. Most everyone gone from my life, either angry or afraid of me. Um, and I knew I flooded with emotion. I had a bit of what they say at the end of your life, where your life flashes in front of you quickly. I, and it filled me with uh, beauty. I saw myself. I saw that I needed this much pain to get here. I saw that everything was going to be okay. I mean, it probably took about two minutes and it rolled through me and the obsession to use was lifted from me. Jimmy, let me ask you a question. And it's kind of, it's kind of the, you know, I'm jumping way to the end of the book. Did you ever go back? I have never, and I've said this uh, over the years, um, and and, and I, I take no credit for this. This was a gift to me. I have never once for one second wrestled with using. I have never reached for the phone thinking I'm going to call some guy or drive by the liquor store or anything for one second. It was completely removed from me. Now, let's be great. It was. It was astounding. Now, let's be clear. I knew soon that as soon, you know, in a matter of days or a couple of weeks, I had a lot of work to do. Well, sure. Now you got to protect that gift. That's right. That's right. That's right. I respect the disease. I know this is a gift, and uh, so I am, it's like I'm shot out of a cannon, um, uh, essentially into recovery, so I embrace the hell out of it. Uh, but but uh, it was only that removal. Everything else, including growing up, maturing, uh, you know, working the steps, making amends, et cetera, et cetera, was all on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that protection of the gift uh, is my drive, but I heard you also say that your experience in that dingy little dark room, uh, I, I still connected with that because when I go to meetings today, there's two things that I physically purposefully do. Number one is I go back to October 13, 2018, that moment of despair for me. I have to bring myself back there emotionally just for a nanosecond, just to remember where I was because because I don't ever want to forget that despair that you said, you know, that, that feeling of despair. And then, and then the rest of the time there, I diligently try and grow and, and in myself. And by default, my sobriety grows, but that's not my purpose. My purpose is self-development. I totally agree. I think that's the human purpose. We're here to grow. We're here to grow spiritually. And you've, uh, you've grown in recovery. You, uh, 
you you do you've made a career of it right you know i didn't uh i i did um i didn't plan on that i was not one of those guys thinking boy i really want to work here uh you know i i was filled with gratitude and I was pretty joyous, but I also had real worries. I had created great financial wreckage. So what was on my mind was making money. Right. Um, you know, I'm never going to be a Wall Street guy, but, uh, you know, I, I also know that uh, working in treatment's not really the path to money. So it wasn't on my mind. A couple years later, um, the detox I'd went through had been taken over by the main treatment of the whole county. And I had been doing a service there, going in once a week and listening to guys. And uh, uh, so the manager at the time went to the main boss and said, you should hire this guy because they're expanding a bit. And uh, and I actually resisted. I said, you know, I, I, I said, man, I got a 401k. You know, I got to get some money. And, uh, and then uh, the universe intervened. Um, I had a, a I, I blew out my knee and I couldn't do my job. My regular job, you know, had a physical aspect to it. And I had, you know, a little OSHA uh, workman's comp, but I thought I need a part-time gig. So I, he called me again and I said, okay, I'll come over part-time. It's just a desk job, you know, not physical. And, uh, um, I, for a good two months or more, um, I was thinking, I still thought, you know, I'll go back to whatever. I'm going to have a career. And then something else happened. I'm out at the main facility. Uh, This is a a treatment center. And then they have second stage places around the town. And they got the detox. And they run a jail program. And now I'm starting to go into the jail, too. and Starting to get involved, right? Yeah. Yeah, quite a bit. Um, I go out to the main facility to get our mail for our building. And in, I'm in a hallway at the mailbox, and you can kind of hear everything. The acoustics of the building are such. And the manager is the, the, the basically the uh, executive director is the guy who hired me. He's in recovery. Uh, Jim Balmer at Dawn Farm, D-A-W-N. He's retired now, but he was there for like 35 years. Um, uh, the, but he had a manager, and the manager was uh, complaining about me. I made a mistake, done something wrong, nothing too big. But, and he, he said an amazing thing. He said, no, 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 you don't touch him. He loves addicts. Mm. And the first thing I thought was, I swear to God, doesn't everybody? Yeah, right. <laughs> and right. sure enough, no, they don't. Yeah, you, and, know, uh, you know, Jimmy, this is where Glenn would pop in if, if Glenn were talking, but I think his mic's on mute. Um, this is where he'd <laughs> pop in and say, uh, it, it's funny how things work out this way. Look at how they look at how they work out. You know. Well, but I've written down eight different notes so far. Yeah, it's just suggestions have, if you listen. Are they questions? Those notes? Because you can jump right in and ask. No, me I, I would want. say they're more they're more exclamation points. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean Good. the one the one thing, and I know we're not on video yet, but I mean Jimmy's full. I mean just visually. He's full of excitement, full of gratitude. Right? I, I, I still am. Yes. Amen. You know, and something that, that you pointed out, you know, that you did early on. Well, first of all, I, I'm kind of stuck thinking about my little visit <clears throat> to a non-medical detox, which I visited twice because I, le- I needed a reminder. Um, 
you know, and and in my mind, it hasn't said it for quite some time, but my mind many times, Jimmy said, you know, want to try it one more time. Mm. And and those times when I said that, another voice in my said head said, "You've got this. It'll be different this time. Mm-hmm. You'll get it figured out." You know, and, and and just to tell you how my mind works, you know, and I hear people share their story and they do coke and drink at the same time. I mean, there, there's times that my brain today says, "That's the solution, Glenn. You tried every. You didn't try that. You didn't try if, that. If you had tried that, that could be the solution. That might be it. So you know what? You want to try it one more time? Yeah, my brain said that so many times. But you know, you also said, Mike. I know you commented commented on this. That, you know, hey, guys loved on me before I could love myself. And I think that's one of the secrets to this program. I felt that. You know, be, before I, I mean, I hated myself so much. And yet guys in the room loved me. I didn't understand it. I'm like, why are you buying me coffee? What do you want in return? Right? I can't yeah. do anything yeah. for you. I have nothing. Yeah. I have nothing to give yeah. you. You know, God let me live. You know, he said, hey, why don't you come live with me for three months and, you know, just get back on your feet. I lived with him almost three years. You know, he wanted nothing. To re- I mean, it was just amazing how, how this stuff works, you know. But, but I also like what you said because I'd really like to underline this is, you know, I had a lot of work to do. You know, I had to put my gift into action. You know, the removal, in fact, I think I quoted you right. The removal was quick. Then the work started. Yes. Yes. That's Good right. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my gestalt, my grok, if you remember that word from the old, uh, I think it was Robert Heinlein book, um, it was a, like a grenade in my head, was seeing myself and it being okay. So I knew that woven in there was this is a gift. You didn't. Great, you know, I've studied grace, which means I don't understand it yet, but they always say it's undeserved. <laughs> and I don't know exactly why they say that and what that means, but I can feel the truth of it. It's like, it, just take it. Don't think about it. Don't worry about the, the why or what or whatever. You are gifted, now go. Right. Jimmy, what do, you, what do you say to the guy who hasn't been on the floor, who... He, he he knows he know, he knows the um, he knows the devastation that his life is in. He's in despair, um, and but but he didn't ha- he doesn't have that moment. Now you work with addicts and did for decades, and I did. So so what do you what do you tell the guy who's not yet had the experience? Who you know? How do you counsel? How do you how do you love on that guy? What, what, how do you point him in the right direction? Well, one of the things I learned. It took me a little while to even realize most everybody does not have my sort of experience. That's rare. And uh, and then the second answer is we can actually take enough action that we can work our way toward that kind of surrender. It's a one day at a time kind of a thing, but if we take enough action, you know, whole, one of the deeper points about I did everything they told me was uh, there's a, uh, a German uh, mystic uh, philosopher, Goethe, G-O-E-T-H-E. Um, uh, uh, there's a quote attributed to him about there's, there's magic and power in commitment. When you're 100% committed to something, 
uh, when you dive in, bounce on that uh, diving board. I think I'm making that part up, but I'm I'm not sure. I'll quote quote you on that later. (laughs) Diving board back then. But we know that feeling when we've just been so immersed in something that we couldn't fail. I call that a superpower. Yeah, I see that so much in sobriety. It's a truth. Yep. It's a fact. Right. Um, so uh, 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 that was what came from my gift. I stopped. I had no need to resist. I, uh, you know, resistance and and uh, uh, I don't know, pushing back against authority. That's like being a cool guy. And what's cool about detoxing in a dingy dump in the back where they don't even have a tranquilizer for you? So I can pretend. I can stop pretending to be a cool guy and just dive in. Is where the where the payoff comes. So I would uh, attempt to review that with someone where their resistance might be, because that's where if we build that um, uh, 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 letting go of resistance and committing as fully as possible, that brings us closer to that surrender quicker. Yeah, for for me, the the key to that was ego. I mean, I I had to give up. I had to give up on my ego. And, you know, we all construct an ego when we're children, and oftentimes we come from rough situations. There can be neglect, there can be abuse, there can be trauma. And the ego we constructed for many of us, it it was not a sin, it was necessary. It was a tool we needed at the time, but that was then, and this is now. And as fuller adults, we can begin to loosen that ego and let it float away it's uncomfortable as hell, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning. And we're not totally. denying that. Totally. <laughs> yeah. But but we can also learn to detach a bit and observe it and realize that's not me. That's just a defense mechanism I created. I needed it. I don't have to hate it. There's a blessing within it, but it's time for me to let that go as much as to commit internally to letting it go. That is some it, wisdom right there. Yeah. I, I the mean, truth is- of these two underlines. Yeah, this is one of those episodes that I think I got to listen to, re-listen to, re-listen to, because there were so many nuggets in there. Um, I can't believe that our time is flying by like this. Um, I'd love to have you back on. In fact, we will have you back on. But let's, let's kind of conclude. Let's kind of conclude by saying, you know, what, what, what have you left on the table that you'd love to share with with somebody in recovery today what 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 would your one thing be that you you'd like to convey to somebody who's new to recovery or even even into recovery deep we all deserve to love ourselves each and every one of us everybody's got a heart everybody and inside every heart are real dreams if you're newer and you don't know what your dreams are, I'm just saying you will. And, 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 and that's, again, another thing where if, you, if, you, if that's your intention, it'll come even sooner. There's an aspect to what we're talking about that's, that I would label healing. And there's an aspect, I've studied it deeply, I've been proactive, but, but I've come to also learn that I can't push that river too fast myself there's an aspect of healing there's an aspect of forgiveness there's an aspect to deep changes that's god's time not my time i do the footwork 
and it comes when it comes. But I'm here to say everybody, everybody can love themselves and everyone can have their heart dreams come out. So, man, that is that is profound. That's wisdom. And it's just funny how this shit works. You know, Mikey and I were talking today. This morning, early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, there's a guy that, that, I'm, that I'm working with, and, and he wants to build. And, and, Mike, I forget how you put it. but A, fi- a five-story building on a two-inch foundation <laughs> <Yeah>. that's cracked. <laughs> I mean, he, he comes out of a devastating. I can relapse. relate. Yeah, oh, right? so did I. I, dude, I. I totally get it. But. You know, that's why I love what you said. You can't push the river. He's out there with all the heavy equipment trying to push the river, and it's not working. And I've told him, and what I experienced myself, I had to lay low for a couple of years. I had to lay low. Yes. I had to underperform yes. in most other areas of my life because I wanted to make sure the foundation of sobriety was strong. You know, and, and so yes. I really relate yes. to what you said about pushing the river. And, uh, because if you if you try to build big and tall before the foundation is done, That's it's right. like pulling a cake out of the oven at eight minutes when the recipe says bake it for forty. That's right. It sucks. It'll deflate. Yep. That's right. It sucks. <laughs> so the one thing I'd like to point out and kind of as as a wrap up um, is you started with a saying. You know, when, when you went up to Michigan, I, I, I think and I took some notes here, but you went to Michigan, you said it was the end of the road. Yeah. And, yes. and, and what I heard through the rest of, of our session, our time together, was it was the start of a new beginning. Absolutely. It was the worst day of my yeah. life, and, and it was the best day of my life. Right you, there. You didn't know it then. No, no, I was in utter despair. No, I love it. From that, everything came. Yes, yes. And I got to throw in, I I understand we're wrapping up. I want to thank you for having me. I I reached out to you guys because I love, and I'm just going to say it, older guys doing what you're doing. Okay? (laughs) Mikey's older. I'm I'm 68, and I was one of those guys, and I reckon uh, one or two of you were one of those guys. It wasn't supposed to live much past, let's say, 35. No, it wasn't and in my cards. I, I no. adore being this old. Yeah, right. I never knew. I had no idea. Now, I uh, I work out and I eat organic vegetables. And, and I got to tell you, I got some arthritis lately. Well, I don't push like, it that much, Jimmy. What the hell is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do. Well, I love being this Amen, age. man. That's great. And, and they need more of us. Not for the great wisdom, just to say that life has many stages to it. Right. And every stage is worthy. Every stage. And I didn't honor a lot of the stages in my life. I missed transitions. So we're getting a chance to honor these stages in our life. And that's a fantastic thing. And that's what you that, guys man. are helping. So thank I you. Love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Right? Jimmy, we'd love to have honor you back on again. And, you know, you quoted a couple of you quoted a couple people, you know, from from you know greek mythology and and uh and german and, and, german and but you didn't quote a bob seger or a ted nugent lyric line you know and, I, i'm gonna throw in i did 10 years in the music business in michigan okay i was a i was an agent and a promoter as a promoter i only did smaller shows but i worked for guys who did the big shows yeah. so i'm you know uh, bob i was seeing bob in my high school in the 10th grade bob seeger with the for, bob seger for, system for, 
That's right, for two bucks. <laughs> yeah, and, right. And, and we were always there, man, because where Bob was, all the girls were. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You guys are really old. <laughs> I <laughs> yes, love it. <laughs> Jimmy, you, thank you, you rock, so, man. Yeah, thanks thank you so much for your thank time. You, fellas. really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for the wisdom. Thanks for really your work. really appreciate it. All right, we'll get you back on again, man. Thanks. Back to you again. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.